Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. <laughs> that one went on for a bit of time. Yeah. I'm Louisa Heron, and I do I, not have a Halloween nickname. I got out ahead of it. I realized I warned that I was going to do a Halloween name before we started, and then yeah. I forgot because I was looking at this list of scary teen tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the thing I looked up so that we could pick our scary nicknames. Yeah, you really jumped in. Wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was going to go with Jeff Kowalskreech. Oh, that's pretty good. I was just going to go with uh, <laughs> the person who murdered Matt Heron. Is that anything? Sure. Five Nights at Matt. Or like, famous murderer Matt Heron. I think Jeff has done that, though. Hmm. That sounds like a Jeff joke more than a Matt joke to me. Oh, I wasn't yeah, joking when I did it, though. <laughs> You're not no! famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not yet. But I'll show them. <laughs> yeah, I'll show them so all. so many murders. <laughs> more and more murders until you're famous. Okay, so this article that I looked up uh, on CafeMom.com, <laughs> shout out to CafeMom.com. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is the top ten scary teen trends and it's, mm. as we were discussing before the show began, it's all of the things that teens on TikTok convince old people they're actually doing, and then there's, like, a a news story about it on the 6 o'clock news, and, and grown-ups start freaking out, even though no one has ever done it. Yeah. So, I'm gonna read you the name of this trend, and you guys tell me what you think it is. Some of these oh, you fuck. already know, I'm sure. Jeff has an advantage. He's marinating in teenagers all the time. Oh, Ew. God, that sounds like... You're, you're gonna get <laughs> Jeff arrested. <laughs> uh, I meant it to sound unpleasant, because the whole concept sounds unpleasant to oh. me. Being, does being, not like teenagers. being near people is not the same thing as immersing your body in a liquid stew of human <laughs> remains. Sometimes it feels that way, though, am mm, I right? Yeah, society. Yep. That we live okay. in. Okay. The first one is planking. Oh, wait. <laughs> this is from 15 years ago, I want to yeah, say. <laughs> everyone who planked is in their 50s now. <laughs> <laughs> they can't plank anymore. Their joints don't work so good. Uh-huh. I am now realizing this list is from 2013. Let me see if I can find a more recent one. Uh, I do know what planking is. That's where you lie real still. Yeah. On an object where you shouldn't be able to do that. I did I did see people do doing that, and it does look funny every time. It does kind of look funny, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it got us. If they're doing it, it a good is, job. It's a good thing. I'm just going to do this list anyway, because all the rest <laughs> of them are not less fun. Uh... Okay, yes, it's just laying on things. Uh-huh. Uh, it's great. I do love that it's the same name as the, like, exercise thing that moms do, where they lay flat on air, you know what I'm talking about? I thought it was when you, like, did sit-ups, but your feet were elevated above the no. level of your head to make it's, it harder? It's, pu- it's like push-ups, but... Um, you, st- you just do the top part it. of the push-up. You never do the push part, you just do staying up. Oh, okay, yes, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. The other thing that you're talking about is just, like, hard sit-ups. I don't know if there's a name for that. <laughs> the thing is, I bet there's a name, a badass name, for every type of uh, activity that real weird military types love to do. Yeah. Although- Krav, Krav Maga is the name. <laughs> like, a third of those names are somehow racially uh, mm, problematic, yes. and I'm like, how how is such a high percentage of this- Like, were people who were re- inventing this stuff in the 50s, I assume, writing army field manuals or whatever- were they like? Yes, they were sa- racist. 
I know they were racist, <laughs> but were they like salivating to put their racism in every word they said? <laughs> like, yes. if even if you're racist, if you're asked to come up with ten exercise names, unless you're trying, what is the odds that like six of them will be racist? Yeah. I can't think of any real examples, and I was trying to make some up, and the best mm. I got was Chinese jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a racist 50s exercise, right? I feel like whatever. It sounds I'm... like what you would call Tai Chi or something in yeah, a exactly. 50s magazine. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't want to scare people and make them think it's a communist exercise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Freedom stretches. This is terrible. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, vodka eyeballing. Is that uh, just pouring yep. vodka in your eyes? Yep. I don't think anyone did that. I think they mostly There's shot no it way. up their butt. Wouldn't that yeah. hurt too much? Yes, it would hurt too yeah. much. There's no way anyone has ever done this. Nothing could hurt too much. <laughs> what? I don't... Oh, uh, I... Jeff's been watching Hellraiser again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, this one I've literally never heard of before. Eye dosing? Eye the letter, not eye your eyeball. On online drugs, maybe it's <laughs> cyber you, drugs. It it might be like binaural beats or like the special flashing lights that maybe can make you high. <laughs> yeah, you listen to the brown note. Played <laughs> <laughs> up the internet. That's kind of right. Jeff is kind of right, and nice. Louise is also kind of right. Hooray! Um, yeah, you listen to strange n- noises and flashing lights that supposedly get you high. No, through man. the internet? They do not. But well, of course they don't. That's the cornerstone of teenage culture, isn't it? If you do this weird thing that doesn't feel good, it might get you high. Yeah. I do think that this is perfect, the perfect thing for CafeMom.com to be reporting on, because at no point do they say, this doesn't work, or like, there's yeah. no science behind this. Instead, they say, reportedly, the tracks that they listen to bring about the same effects as opium, cocaine, and <laughs> marijuana. That's all why we're all doing it now. Time. Can you imagine if you could download opium, <laughs> cocaine, and marijuana all at once? Like, all other drugs would go out of business. You wouldn't yeah. steal opium. You wouldn't yeah. download a movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the choking game. That's just oh, a, yeah, that's a classic. That's getting yeah. high on depriving yourself of oxygen, which people always love to do. Yeah, hold your breath till you pass out. Except I think they did it like to each other instead. Yeah, yeah this is talking about like put wrapping a belt around your neck or whatever. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's like that's some auto erotic asphyxiation. Well, what stuff, if, I think. what is it yeah. if it's not erotic? Uh, auto terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Think, anything that's yeah. not erotic is terrific. <laughs> uh, that's what that's what the Christian Church has told me. Uh, bath salts. Yeah, I don't think I knew what what I don't was think that, I ever learned what that wasn't was. That, wasn't that uh, like methamphetamine salts? It, and they yeah, that's like, what I take. It's like <laughs> well, you love it. You're high all the time. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, well, this, again, Cafe Mom is really dropping the journalistic ball on this one, because they are saying, um, bath salts is the street name for the, for powdery stimulants, uh, but they are sold over the counter and can make you race just like cocaine and amphetamines. Uh, first of all, that sentence is garbage. Yeah. (laughs) Make you race, that could mean anything. (laughs) 
Also, I think they're confusing bath salts, like the actual bath thing, with the amphetamines that you can buy. Because what counter can you buy amphetamines over? Jeff, don't you say your pharmacist counter. I know you're going to say it. Did Jeff disappear? No, I just was following the directions. (laughs) Um, Guess what the drug bath salts is called in the UK? Oh, gosh. Okay, no, Jeff, I want... Here's what I want. Before you tell us the right answer, I want me and Louisa each to come up with three wrong answers. All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to start, and I'm going to say bangers and crash. Okay. (laughs) Uh, City of Bath commemorative salts. Ooh, very good. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> Why do you want three? Yeah, give, I don't know. Give it I your thought, best effort, Matt. First, do I want it to be good or idea. do I want it to be right? Is the question because I I want it to be funny jokes about England more than I want to get this right. Okay, mm, okay. So you're you're not playing to win. No, of course not. Well, I'm winning the bigger game of our podcast by making jokes on it. Yeah, you I are ahead on the leaderboard at the yes. moment. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Toad in the Soul. <laughs> All right. Survey says. I love their uh, hit songs of the 90s. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to steal Matt's idea and uh-huh. say bubble and tweak. Oh, yes. Very good. Pretty good. Uh, and finally, H. of course, the right answer is <laughs> um, Scunthorpe Heroin. <laughs> That's pretty good. And Louisa? Uh, Her Majesty's Secret Salts. <laughs> bath salts, that also psychoactive bath salts, or PABS, or in the United Kingdom, monkey dust. <laughs> Wowzers. We were never going to get that. Yeah, no. no, that feels guessable, but you wouldn't have guessed it if you were trying to do a specifically British joke. Now, here's a question. Do you think that anyone in England has ever called it that, or is that a name that was come up with by the British equivalent of CaféMum.com? <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. TeaHouseMum.com. I, I remember a textbook in junior high that talked about the dangers of drugs in health class, and it listed the names of drugs, such as Christmas trees and yellow submarines, that I don't think anyone's ever used. Yes, although I will say now that uh, recreational use marijuana is mm-hmm. available for sale in uh, New Jersey, I've purchased it a few times, and the names of the different strains of it are meaningless <laughs> and stupid. Yeah. yeah, everyone like, and other people seem to know what they mean. Yeah. I will be in line at a dispensary, and someone will be like, "Hey, have you tried that new Apple Sunday?" And then another person will be like, "Oh, it's not as good as the Jelly Belly or whatever." And I'm like, "I don't. <laughs> How? First of all, it all tastes like weed, <laughs> so yeah. it's not the taste. I figured that much out. <laughs> what is it supposed to be in reference to? Yeah, I think now that weeds become more mainstream, I guess even a little bit before that, when it was still illicit." Um, it's falling into the same trap that perfume falls into, which is you cannot, with words and pictures, describe what this product will be like, so you need to go totally insane with poetic metaphors and weird dream imagery to try to get people to want it. It's not even... I don't even think any of the names for weed strains are meant to be 
evocative of how it makes you feel. I think that's just the problem. random nonsense. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I if they like there's I know there's one called birthday cake. Mm-hmm. And if it made me feel like eating a birthday cake makes me feel you would never th- buy it. Then I would want to get it. Oh. But yeah. I don't think it does. <clears throat> and here's what I'm saying is the strain name should be like kind of sleepy or yeah. very sleepy. <laughs> Yeah. Way too paranoid for a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want uh, the... I I was recommended one of the, the nice fancy ones, uh, because the state legislature has dragged their feet so long in New York that after decriminalizing it, they never set up rules for how to do it. So people mm-hmm. are just opening weed stores now. Mm-hmm. They just, yeah. like, started selling it at bodegas, and then people were like, you know what? What if I just open a store? What, are they going to arrest me? It's not illegal to sell. Yeah. Um, And I was recommended one because it was like the fancy California style with a weed sommelier. Oh, does it have avocados in it? He didn't goddamn know the difference between any of the things. (laughs) Oh, God. He was just like, I don't know, take this one. It's apple rings. (laughs) Yeah. I had to cut the stupid apple rings into 25 pieces because they're 100 milligram things. Oh and I Wait, want—is this an edible thing or is this yeah. a, like? Oh, okay. No, I thought was... the—I thought you were saying it was a—it was just weed flowers like usual, but it was called apple rings. Yeah, so I don't believe it. Fun. No, I was just like I—I <laughs> I went in there. Very simple request. I was like, I would like two different things. One, I would like something that will help me unwind after work without making me feel insane. And two, something that will uh, make me feel insane. (laughs) Yes, I can really get out there and get stuff done. (laughs) Help me go to sleep. Um, And I don't think that he... I think he was just like, "Uh, this one does... This one's good for that. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna make a Halloween-y reference for a moment and say... Um, have you guys watched enough Are You Afraid of the Dark to know about the character of Sardo? No. Vaguely. Um, so, if you watch the old Are You Afraid of the Dark series from the 90s, there was a recurring character in many stories named Sardo, who was a guy who owned the local magic shop, uh, and some of the stuff in his magic shop actually worked, and it resulted in lots of, uh, shenanigans and hijinks. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I want to say in the most recent, in one of the more recent Are You Afraid of the Dark series is Sardo's grandson is played by Ryan Beal, and he's incredible. <laughs> he does such a good job. Um, but anyway, Sardo's whole thing is that people will come to him and be like, oh, well, I need a spell to make this person fall in love with me. And he'll be like, oh, okay, use this one. And then just pulls a random thing off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel every time I've ever asked for advice about a wine or a marijuana strain. Like, the person recommending it to you knows as much as you do. And they just pull one at random and then try to convince you to use your own placebo effect to... to convince yourself that you got the thing you wanted. Yeah. I feel like super fancy places do have trained people who do know something and want to help you, but Mm. obviously that's very expensive. Whereas cheapo places have realized that if they have someone just say that to people, like, uh, this one will work for you, it'll work some of the time, and then that person will become convinced that they have a really great sommelier for whatever thing. Well, and they've, they've done studies where they've shown that even the most, like, uh, 
talented sommeliers in the world can't tell the difference between a $20 bottle of wine and a $2,000 bottle of wine in blind taste testing. So, like, I don't know, man. I think you just need to be like, this this one tastes good. This one makes me feel normal. And then if it doesn't, then just keep looking forever. Yeah, man, something that can make you feel normal. That would be the ultimate drug. That's, that is that is the only selling point of marijuana as a drug, as far as I understand it. it well, it it's a coin flip. It will either make you feel normal, or it will make you feel like everyone you look at is someone you went to high school with or looks kind of familiar. What? The, the like, hyper-paranoia of, like, all of these people are looking at me. Oh, okay. They all look extremely familiar. I'm being followed. So it either makes you feel normal or it makes you feel very normal in the internet sense of being insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It either makes you feel normal or normal. You're right. (laughs) All right. The next scary teen trend. We're only halfway through this list, you guys. All right. Here we go. Snapchat. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought this... it's got a ghost. You yeah, guys. I thought the ghost was a real ghost on the Snapchat logo, <laughs> so I got scared. This one I feel is legit because the idea that Snapchat makes the pictures go away—that was its whole fucking selling point. Teens yep. will definitely take naked pictures of themselves and things, send them to people, be like, "Well, this is no big deal," and do then. You- do you write for CafeMom.com? Listen to me. <laughs> because you're saying what? almost exactly the caption under this photo. But what I'm saying is, th- it, this part is true. Teens are going to be like, it's no big deal to send a naked picture. And then oh. in five years, they're going to be like, oh shit. People have those now. Yep. And it, 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 it will have been a very stupid thing to have done. Here's the thing. I feel like we're in a transitional phase now where people of our generation... It's not just a phase, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, people of our generation mostly don't have naked pictures of ourselves on the internet. Mm-hmm. And people of a younger generation, I think, will grow up in a world where everyone you know probably has a naked picture of themselves on the internet. Oh, and once, so lucky. Once they have that, like, this is just normal and everyone has this, mm-hmm. I think it will be less threatening. I disagree, because by at least the 90s when I was a teen... Everyone knew some kids who got high. Like, it was no big deal that marijuana was around. And yet, if, you, if it came out in public that you had done marijuana, that was still considered extremely bad. Yeah, but now it's different. Now everyone's like, that's fine. When will we elect the first president whose dick pics are on Tumblr? <laughs> we absolutely already have. Elected a president? Oh, no. Whose dick pics are on Tumblr? I don't no, think that's true. I, I don't believe it. If you don't think Joe Biden's dick is on the internet somewhere, then you are a naive person, my friend. Oh, my it might God. be on, like, the dark web. Yeah. Everything's on the dark on, web. On the tour networks. <clears throat> all right. The Salt and Ice Challenge. Now, read all the George R. R. Martin books in three days. Mm-hmm. Without wow, getting on bath salts. Without getting mad that he's not finished them. Oh, you went for a different salt. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, that's definitely you like salt and ice cube and then lick it and then it gets super cold and sticks to your tongue and hurts no but you're close it's where you put salt on your skin and then put an ice cube against it to cause a chemical reaction that burns your skin is that real though i don't think that's real yeah salt just salt just raises the wait lowers the raises the freezing freezing temperature it makes it melt better (laughs) 
So uh-huh. that would help your skin not hurt from the ice, right? Uh, I'm looking <clears throat> now to see. I wish it had been about making ice cream. That would have been a fun challenge. Uh, Holding no. something against your cold against your skin for two to three minutes will result in a full thickness burn. <laughs> don't do that. I don't really know what that means, but a full thickness burn sounds like a cool slang way to describe <laughs> a very good song. <laughs> I believe that's the entire top layer of your skin being damaged. Oh, gross. Yeah, um, so don't do that. Oh, this... Uh, so, it creates what is called a eutectic frigorific mixture. <laughs> As now, that sounds like an old-timey way to describe a very good song. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a song that Mary Poppins would have sung. It reaches, like, it it makes it all get colder. So then you're holding on to this thing that instead of being 32 degrees is zero degrees. Mm. How come salt helps get the ice colder to make ice cream, but when you put salt out on icy pathways in the winter, it helps it melt better? Because it lowers the freezing temperature. Right. In both cases, you're trying to let make it so that the ice it either can get colder than, like, for it to stay ice needs to be colder than normal ice. Yeah. Or if to, for it to melt, it's melting at a temperature where normal ice would not melt, which is both the same thing, if you think about it. I don't see how the ice cream one works, then. Like, how, how are we getting it actually to get colder and not just melt? You're keeping it in an insulated container. Right, so the, hmm, the salt like would enough. melt the ice, but because the ice doesn't really have a way to melt, it just can continue getting colder and colder, but but like and reaching that new freezing point. Hmm. <clears throat> Sounds fake. <laughs> this That's, is why uh, people stop believing in science. What do they call <laughs> it? Ex- challenge. Exothermic uh, reaction. Uh, I mean, it's not really an either thermic reaction because you're not adding or taking no, he from has the to, system. He has to leave the system in order All right, for it Well, to then get I older. guess it's endothermic. That's it's sucking one. heat away from things. Couldn't remember which <clears throat> word was which. Anyway, the cinnamon challenge. The cinnamon challenge. <laughs> yeah, you eat it's a just eating uh, some cinnamon. You eat a big uh, spoonful of cinnamon without throwing up. Or Do you think the cinnamon challenge would be cooler if you had to eat a stick of cinnamon? No, I think it would be easier. Yeah, because yeah, I've chewed on some broken cinnamon bark. It's pretty nice. Yeah, but eating a whole stick would, I think, kill you in a different way than the cinnamon challenge does. Well, splinters might pierce your stomach yeah. if you're <laughs> trying to eat it very fast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. I mean, the I think what the main challenge about the cinnamon challenge is you like it's very easy to breathe a little bit of it yeah. in and start gagging. Yes. Aspirate that cinnamon. Don't do it. <clears throat> Kids have been landing in the hospital after attempting this stunt, says CafeMom.com. Recommended. Okay, car surfing. Yeah, that's what Team Wolf did. We know about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and ghost riding the whip is more fun and less dangerous than car surfing, so do that instead. I'm going to read you the entire caption under car surfing on this website. (laughs) That's what Team Wolf did. (laughs) (laughs) Every word of this. Ready? Okay. Quote, One teen drives the car, another climbs on top, and tries to keep their balance while the car is in motion, period. The fact that this is a thing breaks my heart, period. (laughs) End of caption. (laughs) Uh, They're editorializing an awful lot in this factual article. Why does this break your heart? It's not like they're, like, I don't know, swallowing live goldfish. Yeah. Well, oh no, this person cares about the safety of the children. Yes, but like, 
you can be like, this terrifies me, but breaks my heart is a very specific feeling. Yeah. Like, these idiots are hurting themselves. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I don't... I don't feel sad about that. I'm annoyed that they're doing dumb shit, but I'm yeah. not sad. What if they damage my car while they're doing it with their dumb bodies? No, no that, I... Now she said this. the fact that this is a thing breaks my car, I would, <laughs> I would get it. I, that's the editor left out the sentence before where uh, she mentions that it breaks her heart because children fall off the cars and die. <laughs> They're like, oh, you can't mention children death in this challenge about... Uh, Children dying. Uh, And the last one is Smoking Smarties. (laughs) Which kind of Smarties? English, Canadian, or American? Absolutely the chalky ones, yeah. This is not CafeMum.com. Did you say smoking or snorting? Smoking. Why? Uh, Why would you... How? I mean, easy. Like... Oh, it's easy? Tell me. Well, I mean... Crack cocaine is smoked, and that is, uh, like, you crush that into a powder and put it in a little pipe and light it on fire and smoke it. Yeah, but it has different chemical properties to a sugar powder, <laughs> and I don't know yeah, how sure. well that's going to so, burn. <laughs> the, the, the key difference is going to be smoking Smarties won't make you high. Yeah, I'm reading this now, and it's so much less cool than any of us thought it was going to be. <laughs> okay. All it is is crushing Smarties into a fine powder and then inhaling it into your mouth. That's not... You're not even lighting it on fire. You're just breathing it in. <laughs> Hold on. How, how coward can you say snorting. How can you say that's a dangerous teen trend now, when that's what ah. candy cigarettes were for, like, 50 years before okay. we outlawed those. Tell me you've never used a candy cigarette without telling me you never used a candy cigarette, because they're not like that. They're solid sticks. They're not... You don't breathe sugar into your lungs. They did. They... Well, I said 50 years, and that's an exaggeration. But at least through the 70s, they had uh, powdered sugar, so it could make it look like you were exhaling smoke, which meant you were inhaling sugar. I think the challenge here is there's two different kinds of candy cigarettes. One Mm. was like, had like paper around it to look like a cigarette, and then something like chewing gum inside and would look like you were puffing. And the other was just a little stick. I've had that one too, but you were never intended to breathe it in. You were supposed to just put it out. Yeah, you were supposed to, but you're a kid who's going to breathe in some sugar, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me tell you, Louisa, the coughing that results from this is dangerous, yes, but the scarier thing is that this kind of behavior sets up kids and teens for a possible next step. Real drugs! Yeah, they're like, I'm already doing all the work of real drugs and getting none of the benefits. I bet if I switched... I bet the easiest part of doing drugs is getting the drugs these kids say to themselves. <laughs> yeah, the real the yeah. the real challenge is we have to practice doing none of the things that you do for real drugs. Yep. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that this thing would have that thing I sorry, I used thing twice in one sentence. I was hoping that this article would have that thing where teens dressed up as scary clowns and just stood oh, around in yes. Times squares for a while. That was so good. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> what was that just like viral marketing for a movie but people didn't like it so they never revealed it? Maybe. I do like the fact that it legitimately was cited as a reason why Ronald McDonald wasn't in commercials for a while. <laughs> Yeah, he had to lay low. Oh man, it's so yeah. good. Yeah! Literally, they said, like, we're gonna have him lay low for a while. Cause it's too much heat on clowns right now. Scared on these clowns! <laughs> oh, it's so good. Wasn't it right before the first 
modern it movie. I think so. I think that's but, why. Uh, yeah, that yeah. It was either that one or another scary clown movie. There's so many. I remember it was a plot point on the TV series Elementary. It turned out to be a red herring. Other people did the murders, of course. But mm-hmm. for a while, Sherlock and Watson had to investigate some uh, clowns standing in the woods. Mm. Do you think any TV, like, mystery show, you know, detective show, is ever going to have the guts to do a thing where a, a mystery comes up, the detective is like, hmm, maybe it's this person. They go look into that person, and it was that person, and then the rest of the episode is just the detective living their life? That would be really fun. <laughs> like, every episode, you're like, well, it can't be this person, because that was their first suspect. It can't yeah. be this person, because it was their second suspect. What if you did one where it was like, hey, Mariska Hargitay figured it out in the first ten minutes of the show, now here's her, I don't know, getting a bagel. <laughs> I love yeah. I love the idea that they would, like, do the sort of opening sequence of a Batman TV show where he, it's in media res with another crime, and then after that, no new crimes pop up. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I can't think of any specific examples, but I feel like this has happened on some of these shows. Yeah, I think Law & Order SVU probably does that fairly regularly because they can't just do crime a week every week. It would drive them insane and they have to get into like season-long plots about the character. I just want it to be that the episode is set up from the beginning like it's going to be a full-length episode about solving a mystery and then they just get it right. Yeah, they go to the docks and the guy who's moving boxes in the warehouse is like, uh... Oh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't see anybody suspicious nearby. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he I'm makes Chaz a run and Terry. You know I'm going to come back later and yeah. be important. He <laughs> makes a run for it, and they arrest him and put him on trial before the first commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is this kind of what Columbo was, where you find out who actually did it right at the beginning? Do you? Yeah, that's the, the hook of Columbo. But I think... Oh. It still ha- has to be, like, solved legally. Yeah, Col- I thought Columbo doesn't find out who did it till the end, though. Oh, he always knows, though, doesn't he? Don't the detectives always know? One more thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, what what did you do this week, Jeff? Oh, gosh. What did I do this week? Let me look at my... We're up. 40 minutes into this. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> have a little bit of yeah, tasks. Um, These terrible teen things are way more exciting than anything I did this week. True. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Um, I went and saw the movie Amsterdam. Um, oh, how was that? I kind of want to see it. This is a new David O. Russell film. Um, it was fun to watch. I think it might have been a bad movie, though. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I do think that oftentimes when a movie has a cast that's like every single person in it is a ma- major megastar, that it's not good because, like, it, you don't know what to focus on. Yeah. Uh, so, for Louisa and the members of the audience who don't know, this is a historical drama about the, um, god, what is the name of the plot? Like, there's a name for the, the plot in history, um, that, mm. that it's based on, but it's like a pre- What's the plot? It's a pre-World War II thing where, uh, there was like an attempted coup by- American fascists where they were going to try and get all of the like veterans who marched after World War One uh mm-hmm. to like get behind installing a dictator. Mm. Um, Is this in the United States? The name Amsterdam's throwing me off. It was in the United States, yes. It's called okay. the movie's called Amsterdam because the three central characters are nostalgic for the time that they spent in Amsterdam with one another. Okay. 
Um, the three central characters are played by Margot Robbie, uh, John David Washington, and Christian Bale. And then also Chris Rock and Taylor Swift and Ed Begley Jr. are all there, too. And Anya Taylor-Joy yep, and Rami Malek yep. and... Uh, <laughs> Robert De Niro. Like, yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but The commercials are literally just a series of, like one-liners by famous people followed by that person's name uh, like two I, full minutes of and also starring and also this guy and this guy and this girl and this girl yeah mm. uh, i almost forgot it's also got zoe saldana and mike myers yes. and michael shannon and timothy oliphant no stop that's too many um <laughs> this is what i'm saying the business <laughs> plot was the name of the real world conspiracy Remember, remember. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. least exciting name of a plot in history. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was um, also called the Wall Street Push. Put, puts. Push. Yeah, push. that's, you got okay. it. Nailed it. Um, but this was like, based on that, and it was like, what if these three weirdos discovered what was happening with that or something? Hmm, okay. um, but it's fun. The main, it? yeah, it's fun <laughs> to watch. Sound very fun. All uh, right. No, the it's it's sort of like a madcap, um, okay. run, running around the world sort of mystery comedy type thing. Um, yeah, it, it, the commercials make it seem like it's a very sort of comedy of errors style thing where somebody's trying to do something serious, but all of the characters are too dumb or confused to do anything about it. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the, the cast all is very charming. I think the script and dialogue are a little, like, hokey, but I don't know if that's on purpose. Hard to tell. Uh, hmm. Anyway, yeah, uh, that's fun. I don't know why, but it was showing in IMAX, and it doesn't cost me extra to go see a movie in IMAX, because I got the subscription. Mm-hmm. So I saw it in IMAX, thinking, huh, I wonder why this is in IMAX. No reason. I guess that was just what, which screen was empty. Oh, man. I do admire, Jeff, your commitment to making your own experience worse if you've already paid for uh, it to have this extra thing. What's, like, wor- what's worse about IMAX? What? Everything is worse about IMAX. Yeah, I don't you can't really look at the whole screen, and it's so loud. I mean, listen, I'm... I can look. I sound like the oldest man in the world right now, but I just can't stand IMAX. No, I love it. I like the screen to fill my entire field of vision. Although I will say, if I can't get something in like the back two rows at the real big IMAX screen, then it kind of sucks. The ideal is like in the middle, in the absolute very back row and i can see everything i also feel this way about when movies are shown in 3d 3d is yeah there's a whole accoutrement and your brain has to do extra work yeah that's eh. i i won't see a movie in 3d unless it is like shot in 3d yeah shot in 3d for disney world and they're and it's the Muppets coming right at you. <laughs> yeah, or uh, the T-1 million and Sarah Connor is telling me to go through the time machine or whatever. That's at Universal. Yeah, know. come on, it's Jeff. It's all the same thing to me. <laughs> the it's only the movie I ever saw in 3D that was worth it was Coraline, which was shot for 3D. And because it's little uh, dioramas, the entire movie, it did look very good in 3D. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like, I wouldn't go see something... Uh, if I went to go see, I don't know, Dune, which I want to uh, see that new Dune in theaters, yeah. um, if I if I can, and fingers crossed, maybe they'll bring it back. Um, but 
that I wouldn't bother seeing in 3D if it was showing in 3D, because I know it wasn't, like, designed for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that the 3D trend has largely fallen off, because there was a time when, I mean, I guess theaters still do show a lot of movies in 3D, but there was a time when it was hard to get tickets to non-3D showings of movies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the 3D ones make more more money, because they charge more, so. It's stupid, though, and then, like... People got. Remember when people were buying 3D TVs for their houses at one point? <laughs> yeah. What that, the fuck? That's that seems cooler to me. <laughs> Here's the thing that's crazy about it is there are all these movies from that time that were shot or like edited and changed in such a way that they could be shown in 3D. You can't, as far as I know, you can't buy those movies to watch on your VR headset, even though that would be the perfect way to watch them. Hmm. They've got to bring that out eventually. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, you you could probably pirate them, right? Does Will Plex give you a 3D movie in VR? I don't know. Can you do Plex on your VR headset? I think so. Huh, I've never thought about that. Uh, and if not, then you could just probably load the file in directly. Um, yeah, but it's going to be shitty. I want a good user experience. I don't want to have to sideload shit. Especially because VR is already not a very good user experience. Fair. <laughs> you um, have to wave your arms around with the headset on to try to press the uh, buttons like in mm-hmm. Minority Report. I'm always oh, I'm doing re- that I- anyway. <laughs> I'm really interacting with the Navi here. By, if yeah. I punch forward, it'll pause. <laughs> um, anyway, well, what, what did you do this week, Matt? Uh, I watched the new... Netflix horror series The Watcher, which just came out this past week, and is based on a real story from New Jersey. Do you guys know about this at all? No! Is it like the guy watching a house or something? Kind of, yeah. So it's a... Yeah, you laugh. I was serious, Louisa. (laughs) I know, but if if it's called The Watcher and it's about a guy watching a house, that sounds so fake. (laughs) So this is based on... A real thing that happened in Westfield, New Jersey, which is one of the super rich, uh, mm. like, suburbs of New York City up north. Yeah, it's where the big mall is that I used to live by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what happened in real life is this kind of bougie family from New York bought a house in Westfield for, like, a million dollars. And then they started getting letters in the mail that were vaguely threatening. They were like... I'm watching the house. I'm so happy you've moved in. Uh, I'm glad you've I've brought glad you've brought your children. The house wants young blood in it. Um, stuff like that. And they got like three or four of these letters over the course of about a year. Um, right. And they were too afraid to live in the house, so they kept owning the house, but also lived somewhere else. Hmm. And the police didn't couldn't figure out who was doing it. And there were a bunch of possible suspects, but none of them really made sense. And there, like, there were reasons to rule out all of them. Uh, and then eventually, the house had to sell the the couple who owned it had to sell the house uh, to somebody else for much less money than they bought it for. And that's basically the story. <laughs> that's not very exciting. Yes. So Netflix leased the rights to this story and made a series that is in every way, like, making it seem more dramatic than it actually was. I mean, listen, if you're living in a house and you start getting, like, semi-threatening letters on a regular basis, especially if you have young kids, 
I can get why that would freak you out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would freak me out enough to not live in the house that I'd bought. Yeah, freak me out to the tune of a million dollars? I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what would freak me out enough to do? Point a camera at my mailbox. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, like, confused by in this story. Well, no, I think the letter did come through the postal service just without a return address, so... Mm. You could point a camera at your mailbox, but you would just see the mailman delivering this threatening letter. It's been the mailman all along. (laughs) That's right. Was it postmarked from their town? Like, did they have, did they know that it was somebody nearby? Um, I think so, yes. They they tracked that down that it was mailed from a neighboring town that was less than five minutes away. So, like, Mm, a lot of people thought it was, like, their next door neighbors or whatever. The letters refer to how they, they this person has been watching the house and their father watched it before them and whatever. So it seems like it's maybe somebody from the town or it could just be a prank. Anyway, who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, but the show is uh, Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> All right. By this house. He's a very New Jersey guy. We'll give them that. Yes. Um, and then basically... <sighs> I can't tell if it's a good show. Um, it was made by that guy who made all the American Horror Story. Oh. Ryan something. Yeah. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, thank you. Um, and listen, your reaction to him, I get. But I will say, <laughs> sometimes his stuff is good. Some of the seasons of American Horror Story are pretty okay. Sometimes his stuff is enjoyable to watch. I will give, yes. I will give you that and go right. no further. Fair enough. I was using that definition of good as opposed to having an artistic merit, but yes. yes. Um, the thing about this show is I can't tell if it's supposed to be funny or if it's inadvertently funny. Hmm. Because every episode, first of all, the first like four episodes, it's only a seven episode miniseries. The, every episode of the first four ends with either Bobby Cannavale or Naomi Watts getting one of these letters, like, at the mailbox, opening the mailbox, seeing one of these letters, then they run out into the street and look around as if they're gonna, <laughs> like, catch the person. That's right. It, it has a stamp on it. Like, they're not there. <laughs> you just see so, the uh, mail carrier walking away, talking yeah. extremely loudly on their Bluetooth headset, as they all do all the time, yeah. and it scares me every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, no, they're talking to you, Louisa. No! Every every episode, one of the two of them suggests to the other one that they should sell the house, and then the other one says no, but it switches which one is saying it every episode. Oh, man. So you're like, wait, do you want to sell the house, Naomi Watts? You were the one who was arguing not to last time. Why? What <sighs> happened? That pulls me out of something so fast. There's some shows I've watched where it's like, wait, are you arguing the literal opposite position you were arguing for last week? I don't yeah. like this. Um, it there is a vibe that somebody who didn't watch the show walked past the offices where it was being made at one point and yelled in the door, "Hey, you should have a sex scene in every episode," and then they just walked away <laughs> mm-hmm. because there are like wildly shoehorned in sex scenes between Bobby Cannavale and Naomi Watts, which is like extremely unappealing to anyone I think. <laughs> it's impossible to look at Bobby Cannavale's face and not think he's about to do a murder 
Yeah. Although he did a lot of uh, sex murders in Boardwalk Empire, and yeah. he was naked all the time. <laughs> that's true, and also, it's not appealing to anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like it would be appealing to someone. Yeah, I guess so. True. Um, anyway, Bobby Cannavale, every time he meets anyone, immediately starts yelling at them. Mm-hmm. To the point where you're watching it, and you're like, I get why someone is threatening this guy. <laughs> like, everyone else is also the worst, but, like, fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I um, um, I was on Instagram the other day, and a, a friend of mine posted a picture of uh, Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale uh, on a hayride in New Jersey. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> they were, uh, you know, I guess if you are a movie star, you kind of have to go to suburban New Jersey if you want to go on a hayride incognito. <laughs> yeah, I, if you told me Bobby Cannavale just lived in New Jersey, I would believe it. Yeah, he probably does. Who knows? Anyway. Um, the best part of the show by a, by a country mile is Mia Farrow plays the crazy next door neighbor who's obsessed with like town history. Okay. Uh, and she does an incredible job. Like that she more than anything is the reason I think this might be intentionally a comedy show because her performance is hilarious. Um, (laughs) her, her, uh, mentally disturbed brother is played by the guy who was the warden on Oz. Okay. Now, now you're going to think I'm talking about Ernie Hudson, but I'm not. I'm talking yeah. about the guy who was the warden of just the Oz wing. Right. I, for a second there, I thought you were talking about, uh, oh, what's his name? He played Querns because uh, uh, Reg oh, Cathy, yeah. who's also great, but he yes. he did pass away. So it's definitely not him. Okay. No, it's Terry the, something. Yes, Terry. Terry Kinney. Ter- yeah, yes. that's the one. Who was in Steppenwolf. Yeah. Um, anyway, not, not he does a, he does a pretty good job. <laughs> yes. Um, I did think and, he meant the band, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He took us all on a magic carpet ride on the little show called Oz. Hooray! Jeff, put that song at the end of the episode, please. And Bobby Cannavale was on Oz. Coincidence? Uh, yes, it is not. a coincidence because yes. if they're shooting in New Jersey, they only have the actors from the New Jersey, <laughs> New York area, and they're all the same people, and they yeah. have been for fifty years. Yeah, yeah, that's why you always end up seeing like Broadway actors in yes. ten different roles on Law and Order over the course of a decade or two. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, every episode they they have a private eye who is like helping them to, to try to figure out who the person is That's and every episode watching them, that private eye yeah every episode the private eye comes to them with definitive proof that it's definitely a different person oh man so the whole episode is them being like oh well now we know it's definitely the guy who installed the security cameras on our house and then at the end of the episode it's like wait no that doesn't make sense because then why would they have like why would the letters have started coming before we hired that guy? Oh, man. <laughs> so you're um, enjoying it. It sounds insane, the show. I finished watching it. Oh. It's, it is, I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy watching it, but it feels like I started watching it thinking it was going to be a, like a horror thriller. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, I think what it was going for was something closer to, like, a Twin Peaks vibe. Hmm, okay. Where everything is, like, confusing and makes sense for one second, but as soon as you start thinking about it, it stops making sense. Hmm. Just like hmm. talking heads. And, yeah, exactly. Jeff, you need to start engaging with what I'm saying instead of just <laughs> trying to come up with jokes about this last sentence. I, I disagree, Jeff. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm getting mixed messages here. Um... <laughs> 
I think that when a piece of media tries to capture that Twin Peaks vibe, it is doomed to fail. Because Twin Peaks has the feeling it has, because David Lynch is a weirdo unconcerned with... That's a loud motorcycle. Unconcerned with what his audience wants or uh, what makes good art, which is also why most of Twin Peaks is unbearably bad to watch. Yes. And that vibe is in this as well. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. I think Ryan Murphy might be one of the people who could get closest to it. Yeah. But he's also not good at the craft of filmmaking. Yes, agreed. Like, (laughs) The thing is, I don't like Twin Peaks, but I get why people like it, and a lot of why people like it is because even though it's stupid and doesn't make any sense, it creates a good atmosphere with a lot of, like, beautiful shots and, like, interesting directorial choices, mm-hmm. and I feel like this show doesn't quite do that. They do some interesting directorial choices, but maybe not in a good way, like, mm. the I, I do actually think it's pretty good. Naomi Watts and Bobby Cannavale uh, always appear in beige or gray clothes. <sighs> like, that's the only clothes that they ever wear Great. as a way for us as the audience to be like, oh, these are some real bougie shits. <laughs> maybe they're the ghosts. Mm, did you think about that? Yeah, maybe. There is an implied ghost in the show. <laughs> and <laughs> like good. The whole series, they are, like, trying to figure out, like, well, obviously this isn't a ghost, so who was this and why were they pretending to be a ghost? And then this the series ends and they don't ever yeah. find out or say how that happened. Is there going to be another season? No, no, no. It's, oh. Like, it is a- enough based on real life things that it, they couldn't just do well. more, I don't think. I don't know about that. I feel like if it was popular enough, they just would. I, um, I mean, they might, but it would be wild. I don't think they will. Based on how yeah. the, it ends, I don't see how they could. Okay. When you when you mentioned the weird directorial choices that you weren't sure if they were good or not, yeah, uh, we tried to watch the Munsters, the new oh. <laughs> oh, no! prequel reboot. Uh huh. The one that looks like a Nickelodeon kids show. Yeah. Uh, just like the Munsters. The thing about yeah. it is. It is absolutely pitch-perfect music performance and everything, a recreation of what you would want from the Munsters. But it's Mm -hmm. shot in the most deranged way. The camera is constantly moving, no matter (laughs) what, and there's like a hundred cuts per scene. It sucks. It sucks to look at. It's like it's like someone is filming an episode of the Munsters behind the scenes in secret. Instead of <laughs> with their phone. Exactly. <laughs> instead of using the cameras in front of the live studio audience, they're just like walking around the set and shooting it. Yeah. I I mean everything I've seen of it from like commercials and clips and stuff makes it look like the like the host segments for cartoons from like Super Mario Brothers Super Show or Yes, or um, the monkeys where it's like or whatever. Yeah. It's where not like even... falls are sped up with sound effects. <laughs> it's not even that artfully done. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, the, the, like, the issue with it is not just that, um, it's not just that it's, like, overly campy and goofy, but that it's mm-hmm. not shot in a way that you would want a campy, goofy sitcom to be shot. Like, yeah. at least Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you had a sense of, like, the space they were in and where the characters were in relation to each other. Mm-hmm. 
and not in not in this. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, the Watcher is fine. It's weird and confusing, and like it kind of spits in the face of you trying to make sense of what's happening at any given moment. Hmm. Um, to the point that I almost wish that it went further with that. Like, it seems like the show is kind of about how the stories that people tell about horrible things lead people to do horrible things in real life. Okay. But then I wanted it to keep going down that road to the point where, like, Bobby Cannavale is directly addressing the audience and is like, you, watching this horror show, are part of the problem. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Also, there's one episode where they talk about a, a a famous murder that happened in Westfield, New Jersey, where a dude killed his entire family, and it's very tragic that it happened. Mm-hmm. And they weirdly make the episode in a way where you're like, it feels like you're supposed to be like, well, he did have to kill his family. They were really <laughs> annoying. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to go there for you, TV show. And very good. also, like, they changed all the names of everyone in the show, like, in the contem- in the time period of the show, like, Bobby Cannavale's character is not the name of the real guy that this really happened to. Mm-hmm. They also changed the name of this historical murder. I mean, I'm saying historical. This happened in like the 80s or the 70s or whatever. Uh-huh. They changed the name of this historical murderer, which is already pretty bad because like, don't cover up for this piece of shit. <laughs> but also, they changed it to another guy who famously got murdered in oh, no. New Jersey. What? <laughs> you can't do that. What, what, if on earth? Just, what if he just Googled poorly? <laughs> He got confused when writing it. (laughs) Well, no, because here's the thing. The way that they framed it is the show implies that this guy was like a meek, mild-mannered accountant, and one day he was coming home from work and got mugged on the way home, and because he got mugged, like... Oh, he he did a falling down. He started going into financial ruin, and it led him to deciding to, like, kill his family to save their souls or whatever. Mm-hmm. In real life, the real guy whose name they used did get mugged on the way home from work one day and died <laughs> and was oh, murdered man. in a mugging. <laughs> Separately, another guy who was a wormy accountant guy who like was super incredibly insanely Christian found out that his daughter was dating an older man and murdered his entire family to keep them from sin. Oh, so they combined these two people's stories, one of them extremely a victim of horrible, senseless crime, and the other one a perpetrator of horrible, senseless crime. Uh, you can't do that! Yeah, that's mm, fucked up. But have you considered it, that he did do that? It's infuriating. <laughs> have so, you considered, did I do that? <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> So anyway, that yeah. episode made me extremely furious, and, like, they totally didn't understand what even they were trying to say with it. Yeah, that's weird. But other than that, I found the series to be, at times, very compelling and interesting, and at times, extremely stupid. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in watching something like that, uh, it's on Netflix right now. You can go watch yeah. it. Uh, it's seven I... <laughs> episodes long. You can watch it all in, like, two days. You should You should watch The Midnight Club instead, though. You said that that also was kind of a bummer. Uh, it's a bummer, but it's like 
good. It's a bummer and it's good instead of being a bummer and you're not sure if it's good, but it is fun. I don't know if my, if the watcher was a bummer. I mean, it was, it was bad in, uh, in a lot of its thoughts and feelings, but it was funny to watch. It was ethically <laughs> bad and that made it funny. <laughs> Like, there are some very fun moments in it. Like, laugh-out-loud funny things that are treated very seriously by the show, but have to have been intentional jokes. Hmm. Yeah. So. Weird. Um, anyway, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, this week I'm just going to talk about uh, something I've been doing since the beginning of October, which is Inktober. People mm-hmm. probably know about this, but... Um, you got to get years a tattoo ago. every day in October. <laughs> oh, uh, we God, made that joke last week. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Uh, this is something that was started by an artist uh, like 10 years ago or something, I think. But he made a list, and for the entire month of October, you're supposed to draw one item every day. And this was to pra- practice your ink drawing. So I believe it was meant originally to be my head. this list real quick? Uh, he's not Santa Claus, so oh, okay. just once, okay. probably. Okay. Oh no, is he Jack Skellington in disguise as Santa Claus? Oh, uh, I'll never sense. tell. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, he's a bad person, because <laughs> after a while... Wait, this, Jack Skellington or this guy who made this list, or both? Uh, both. I'm going to say both. Yeah, I don't think Jack Skellington is so great. Anyway. He's not uh, He's not the hero of that thing, in that he ruins everything for everyone because he's bored. Yeah, yeah. he is. he's explicitly evil, but he's also from Magic Evil Town. Yeah. I think it's pronounced Evilton. Yeah, he's, he's you know, from the Halloween Town Evilton's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A noble family. Anyway, <laughs> so what this is, is um, uh, practice your ink drawing. So every day for the entire month of October, it would be things like, uh, you know, a bat or gargoyle. And uh, this was made public so that everyone could do it, post it to social media. So every day you could see like all types of artists and all types of skill levels and styles do, you know, a gargoyle on the 5th of October. Mm-hmm. And that was very cool and fun. After a while, people would do things like say, oh, I would like to sell my little sketchbook so you can buy 31 of my drawings, and they're the ones from Inktober. And this guy started to sue people for using the name Inktober because he had trademarked it. So nowadays, a lot of people just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead, they choose their own, and they, uh, people start their own little collectives of things. So it's not quite as fun in that you don't see everyone doing the same thing. Although there is still the official list, you can see that. But uh, I follow a bunch of people who do different ones. And I have one that's all generated uh, from a D&D Dungeon Master help website. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's just some... A random it, encounter table? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But it's for uh, what you might find at a treasure trove. Mm, yeah. So every day for the entire month of October, I have three to six things that are in, in a treasure trove, and I draw the ones for each day. And I'm very excited because we are halfway through the month, and I have kept it up. I have done one every single day, and I'm very excited that I think I can actually properly do one every day for 31 days. So, so if people want to get tattoos of your drawings, where can they go? A tattoo parlor, uh, Matt. God. Oh, get him. Good. <laughs> 
You should do that thing where only one person is allowed to get a tattoo of each of your drawings or whatever. Yeah, oh, they, like the, the, the flash uh, pages thing that people do. And then you, I don't think the flash had any tattoos. Barry <laughs> Allen was a very button-down kind of guy. He his, smashed blood the... would, his blood would move too fast and take away the yeah. ink before he could <laughs> deposit. He would feel the, ta- the tattoo would fade instantly into <laughs> nothingness. <laughs> I always thought that was very strange. I know it's like a um, create an idea of scarcity thing where a yeah. tattoo artist will be like, I made a flash page, so it'll be, you know, a page of 20 little doodles. And they're like, people can choose them, but only one to each person. And then people go insane and they do that and they get upset that the one they wanted is already taken. It's like, you could just do it anyway, right? Yeah, like <laughs> you, you really wanted just, it. <laughs> you could just do a snip of that page and then take it yeah. to another tattoo parlor and be like, hey, can you tattoo this on my body? Yeah, that's just very weird to me. I mean, ethically, it's not great to do that, what you're saying, Matt, although if I really wanted that tattoo, I probably would just fucking do it. <laughs> yep. And but, all the flash sheets are just like, oh, this is just a cartoon skull. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yet, <laughs> people are like, oh no, I really wanted that cartoon skull and someone else took it. I'm so sad. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it feels like those were trying to be NFTs before NFTs happened. <laughs> yes, you're right. Like, these are still fungible. <laughs> you can't make me not funge them. <laughs> yeah, I have money. I know what to do with it to get yeah. this. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. All my designs are pretty simple. My idea is kind of like you would see them in the a table of, like, a video game inventory or something. And mm-hmm. you just see, like, if it's a crossbow, like, I draw, draw a little crossbow. I try not to take too much time, which I think helps me a lot because every day when I'm like, should I refine this? And I'm like, no, I need to do one drawing a day. I'm not refining shit. I'm going ahead with it. I've drawn it in pencil. Now it's ink. Now it's colored in. It's done. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the first step of you becoming a cartoonist. <laughs> yeah, I don't ha- I feel like I have any stories to tell through a visual medium. Jim Davis problem. didn't either. Yeah, I was going to say, you just described <laughs> most cartoonists. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All you need to do is come up with some fucked up character, like some weird looking little guy, and yeah. then you're off to the races. Pick an animal and pick a human characteristic for that animal to have that would be funny. Depression. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. Depression, what was the animal you said, Matt? Uh, I'm gonna say parrot. Okay, a parrot with depression. There you go. All right. Oh, wait, we just described Ziggy. <laughs> Am I gonna have to go back in time to 1972 to make a career out of this? Because I, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. What's that one that everyone loves on the internet now? A- little Nora or whatever? <laughs> what? what? One? What is that one that's the, the little girl and Nancy? it's been around for... Nancy, that's the one. I was very close. <laughs> but that was established in what the 30s or something. I know, but it's it's back now. Whoever's whoever's <laughs> doing the cartooning of it is a young person and they are making a career of it. It's yeah, important. I know that, but they had to get hired by the people who owned the Nancy property. Like I'm, I'm not getting hired by anybody. You could get hired by the Ziggy people today. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The complaints they... department, but your complaint is about bath salts yeah <laughs> i feel like these... i bought these bath salts to get high bed bath and beyond the, Zig- the ziggy people is also known as the quantum leap project yeah. boo right, thank you thank you again jeff i feel like if you were engaging in what i was saying instead of trying to come up with jokes then that could have been more of a bit but that's fine. no i had already come up with the joke i just i had to wait to say it 
Let's see. I feel like Ziggy was a comic that it it was still being in syndication at least when I was a child. It was in the newspaper every week. Yeah. But but even by that point, while it was still being published, it had morphed into just like motivational posters and mugs and shit. Like, Ziggy uh-huh. didn't have anything to say, right? He was just a hang-in-there-baby kind of guy, wasn't he? He, co- he complained about things a lot, which is why I think it's a good fit for you, Louisa. <laughs> yeah, I got her. Mm. Parrot mm. with depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to think about it. <laughs> he did have a parrot. I'm not even joking. Ziggy had a parrot. Did that he? was part of his thing. Why? Yeah. Yeah. why? <laughs> I don't know, because he had for depression, For jo- joke I reasons? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, anyway, I'm super excited to be doing a project where I'm doing a little bit every day because it takes you, I've been doing it for two weeks, it takes you like two weeks to really understand what you're getting out of doing it, n- not doing a project all at once, but doing a little bit every day, yeah. you know, like to mm-hmm. keep yourself in, in a certain type of practice. Yeah. It's good for your brain. Yeah, and establishing that routine, I think, if you can keep it up after the month is over, is really good for your productivity of artistic endeavor. You can kind of see what you're learning every day this way, too. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing this better now than I would have ten days ago, because now I understand more about this. So, Mm -hmm. it's great. Because now I've looked up what a gorget is. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I had some trouble yesterday. Mm -hmm. I had uh, uh, Spalders, and I had a Glaive, and I had Greaves. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know one of these is shoulders, one is shins, (laughs) and I don't know what a Glaive is, so I had to look all those up. uh, I was going to say, was the rule no Googling, but apparently not. That would have been a little wild, wouldn't it? It would be really funny, though. Like, what do you what do you think a glaive is? Yeah. it's You plug it in and it makes your house smell better. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> now, see, Matt, if you were really engaging with what Louisa had said... Yes! Get him! <laughs> I did engage. My joke was related to the thing you were asking, not just one of the words you said. It was words that sound like other words. <laughs> All words are words, but what do we do on this show? Well, we use our words to answer questions about words. Um, <laughs> specifically, we take a random word and we put it into the suggested articles page on WikiHow to get a list of articles people have requested related to that word, and then we give people advice on how to do those things. And today's word is choose. Hooray! I thought for sure we had done choose, but I looked it up in our list and we haven't. What I like is all these are how to choose, usually a expensive or time-consuming thing or service and, yeah. like, I get it. You want to make sure you get the best, you know, drill for your yeah. money. But the answer is always the same. You Google a list of best drills, yeah. and then you see which lists have the same drill on them. And you see buy which that one drill. Bob Vila recommends, and then yeah. go with that one. Exactly. Ah, you know why you thought we did how to choose? Because we did how to choice. <laughs> ah, but this is different. This is very different. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, A lot of these are, like... Very boring. How to choose a 401k plan. Whichever one your uh, the company you work for has. Yeah. Do that one. <laughs> yeah. All those financial things that are like, mm, you want to make sure you make the right choice. It's like, no, I don't have a choice. I'm not rich mm. enough to have a choice. Do you know how right. much money you would have to make to be like, mm, I'm going to choose my own medical plan, actually? What? Yeah. yeah. No, you, cho- <laughs> you choose the one that you can afford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what freedom is in America, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Uh. Uh, how to choose a certificate of deposit is a pretty crazy one, huh? What does that even mean? I yeah. don't know. And more importantly, I would think that the certificate that the bank gives you when you do the deposit, like, you don't get to choose, yeah. oh, I want the one with Mickey Mouse on it. <laughs> yeah. What? 
like choosing your checks. Do you know what a <laughs> yeah. certificate of deposit is? Because maybe you can choose the one with the Mickey Mouse oh, on man. it. Oh, man. Oh, what if it's the certificate you get when you open a safety deposit box to help someone find your treasure after you die? So you want the certificate to look very cool, so when it's mailed to them after your death, they are excited to solve the mystery. No, I'm putting mine on the back of the Declaration oh. of Independence. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, it's not interesting. Oh, exciting. man! Of course not! It didn't sound interesting! <laughs> but the one yeah. I said was so good, though. Yeah. I'm not even gonna say what the right one is, because it's boring. Is it from banks, though? Is it a bank thing? Yeah, it's like another type of stock CD. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, it's boring. I think I... For some reason, when I read Certificate of Deposit, it makes me think of when you put, like, a security deposit on your apartment when you move in. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, and, and you get the landlord you... to give you a fancy certificate about it. Yeah, like here's here's where I deposited your money <laughs> in my bank account. You can't have it back. <laughs> <sighs> I love this one. How to choose a boat prop? Now, obviously, this means a boat propeller, but <laughs> no, it doesn't. When it's I for first... shooting a movie. <laughs> yeah, when I first read this, I was like, <laughs> "We're well, gonna need what... a bigger boat prop." Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> You want something that will stand up to being dropped on stage many times. <laughs> oh, this is a very small boat? Are you doing a stage production of Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is for the beginning when Godzilla comes out of the ocean and destroys that fishing boat. Yeah. Now, now Jeff, for a second, it sounded like you yeah. said Godzilla. Yes, I wanted to I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the variants of Godzilla that he has oh, to fight. That's what Mecha Godzilla should be called. <laughs> Fucking... They really dropped the ball on that one. Godzilla is so powerful. Yeah, they Godzilla really dropped the is. boat on that one. Go- Godzilla's not that powerful, but he has all those guns. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Dumb. It makes him feel powerful. <laughs> yeah, he feels uh, like a real big man. Mm-hmm. I like the thought of it being a like uh, plywood cut out of a boat, but painted so realistically that you can take photos in front of it for mm-hmm. Instagram to make people mm-hmm. think you're rich. And then when you come on stage, you have a couple of people with like silk blue silk sheets waving them up and down like waves, and you can be like, "The storm is co- getting closer, everyone." This is mm-hmm. a, in my stage adaptation of The Perfect Storm, starring George Clooney. Whoa. Is this still an Instagram reel or? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're doing the first ever Broadway Sweeted, only yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> Feature-length Instagram reel. Yes. That's oh, very good. I said that and immediately it made me really sad. <laughs> uh, how do you choose a crystal? I like that one. Okay, here we go. Whichever you one have to... makes your vibrations buzz. Exactly. You put your hand over the table. Don't touch the crystals. Not allowed. And then you see which one feels good to the aura of your fingers. Done. I like this one best. How do you choose a dowsing rod? First, you need to get a diff- a dowsing rod rod. <laughs> oh no, wait, <laughs> how do you get idea. that though? Uh, you need to choose a crystal first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Is there a way in which we can get Rod Stewart involved in this? Yes. You You have a contact, right Matt? <laughs> yes. You know the My mom's the name is Maggie and he wrote several songs about women named Maggie, so Ooh. I think I can make this work. Uh-huh. He'll be like, you'll be like, remember? It's that's the one, the one from the songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she woke up that one time, I think, is the song you did about her. Sure. Uh, how does this lure him into our scheme? We could say he we're his children. <laughs> 
Yeah, that'll if work. If you don't want us to sue you for paternity, then you have to pick one of these dowsing rods. <laughs> yeah. and if you pick Get down in this well. Choose it, carefully, Rod Stewart. Yeah, and if you pick the one that the previous Dalai Lama used. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. How do you I, choose a dowsing rod? It just has to be well-balanced, right? I mean, it's not going to do anything, but you want it to feel like it will. I think. Am I the... Am I the only person that when I hear Dowsing Rod, I think of, there must have been like five or six horror movies in the 50s about people using Dowsing Rods, and then and it turned out they were psychic and were haunted by ghosts? Yeah. I feel like every time I think of a Dowsing Rod, I think of a, a black and white film with a like a waifish young girl going insane because she's being haunted by ghosts. Oh. Yeah, it's like a Great Depression era type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I always think of Wiley Coyote. Did he use, Did he use dowsing one? rods? Yeah. I huh. for what? He knew where the roadrunner was. That's the only thing he ever wanted. <sighs> and he never he never achieved it. He's yeah. much like well, us. He had to hang in there, baby, like Ziggy told him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that what Ziggy said? <laughs> That's what Louisa said Ziggy said. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was always wearing a giant t-shirt and apparently no pants. So it's mm-hmm. alarming to think of him hanging from a branch where maybe you can see up his horrible shirt. <laughs> uh, oh, whenever he gets uh, lit on fire as part of his schemes, he will use a dowsing rod to find the water to douse his fire as a gag. Oh, um, that makes sense because he's in the desert. Insane. That's insane. <laughs> no, I like that. <laughs> The fact that this happened more than once is the thing that's fucking me up. Yeah. Uh, how to choose a bat. Okay. Now, do you want uh, a millionaire to punch criminals, or mm-hmm. do you want a scientist to rip his shirt off and fly through the night screaming at you? Because either Batman or Man Bat, I feel like, is going to get you there. I See, I was thinking of choosing, uh, like, a fruit bat. You want something that has beady eyes and nice sharp teeth. I don't. Do fruit bats have sharp teeth? I thought they did. Even though you know, it seems like they wouldn't need them for fruit. I think they actually do. I'm not they sure. They still though. need to drink blood. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I've always, they're very cute, but they do drink blood. Yeah, I've always said that uh, you don't choose the bat; the bat chooses you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just have to be sitting in your study late at night and wait for the bat to crash through your window and take it as a sign from your dead father. Yep. Oh, I thought you had to go into a belfry and then see whichever bat flies into your hair. <laughs> that's your bat. <laughs> you need to get a dowsing rod. That's step yep. one. <laughs> right. Do you choose a bike frame? One of these is how to choose a bike frame. There's like the one that fits you, I guess right? so. Well, there's one of the things that I'm very confused about is that there's like men's bike frames and women's bike frames. And the difference is the crossbar at the front. But no one has ever been able to explain to me why men need a crossbar, but women don't. To protect I your dick. Was... <laughs> yeah, right. But I How thought it was the... about wearing a skirt, maybe, or not on a bike. Oh. But like, I, a man, could get a bike without a crossbar and use it even if i don't wear a skirt but if i did wear a skirt it would work both ways like it just seems like the in that instance the woman's bike frame is just better and why aren't all bike frames like that well i think it's weaker because it doesn't have that extra crossbar but all women's things are weaker right louisa you misogynist (laughs) wait a minute how's this turned on me yeah get her get her (laughs) uh yeah no i think that is why i think it's for skirts and someone can Tell me if I'm wrong, but... They, they're called women, Louisa. We don't call them skirts. <laughs> dames, dames bike. <Yeah. laughs> uh, 
yeah, bikes are bad. I have so that, I I have a bike that is technically a woman's bike that I ride and is fine and gets the job done and I don't understand why we need to gender our bikes. Does it have names like they do in the eighties? It's like Caribbean Queen and the bike. I mean, I call it. I have a name for it, but I don't know what its official name is. I think it's a Schwinn bike of some kind. Okay. Yeah. And so it doesn't have a name painted on it like it's a boat. Not yet, but once I get some paint. <laughs> nice. Okay. You can't tell us the name either, because then we would have power over your bicycle. It's true. Also, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's not a demon bicycle? I mean, it's just not a good name. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's how you keep demons away. Yep. How to choose a brand name. Is this asking how do you choose which brand name product to buy? Or you're creating a brand and what name do you choose for it? I like that one better. Yeah, me too. It's so dependent on which like area of business you're going into because if you're going into some kind of internet thing then your brand name needs to be stupid yeah well it needs to have good seo by which i mean it needs to be a made-up word how is there not maybe there is i haven't looked into this but how is there not a website called buy sell (laughs) there might be for for buying and selling things like ebay there probably is Buysell.com. Hold on. Let's find <laughs> out. Matt's computer uh-huh. is going to light on fire. Uh, it, it went to autotrader.ca. <laughs> <laughs> is that for Canadian cars? Is that I that guess is? so, yeah. Huh. Oh, I was thinking autotrader, like automatic stock oh, trading, no. but no, I did remember that autotrader <laughs> is a brand for yeah. buying and selling cars. Uh, I, I think that whatever you call it, you can pick... Uh, sort of generic adjective and take the vowels out of it. Yeah. Yes. So like you call it fervor, but spell spell it F R V R. This is where to where to buy bath salts. That work it works for any kind of business. Can you think of a business that is like an online web site or app that you can't call fervor? Uh something for relaxation. Yeah, if you selling weed online. Mm. <clears throat> Mm, fair yeah if it was for relaxation or weed you probably wouldn't call it fervor mm-hmm. weed weed vape pen, pens weed vape pens dot government <laughs> it's not even dot gov now that now that joe biden is in charge am i right you guys he loves weed i guess i wish that'd be so cool oh, man that'd be cool i just want to see i just want I want a president to smoke a joint during a press conference. Do you? Do you actually want that? Yeah, or would that you would, see it and be like, oh, gross. That would rule. No, That would, would be make, so much better it, than a president being like, it's as bad as heroin. But it wouldn't make the president cooler. It would make weed less cool. <laughs> is yeah. the problem. Yeah, I think that's right. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. How to choose a color for your home, I think, is very mm. funny because it's such a like personal preference thing yeah like if you can't look at two colors and be like i like this one better than this other one that's a problem with you and the internet's not gonna help you how do you choose the objectively best color though uh white vanta black oh yes (laughs) that absorbs the unseeable home yes (laughs) it gets super hot inside good for the winter very yeah. bad for the summer <laughs> yep <clears throat> do you think they mean the exterior or the interior 
I was assuming exterior, because if you have a choice to paint your interiors, you want a different color for every room, don't you? I would think so. I do like the idea of painting the outside of your house bad to black, though. <laughs> yes. I think it would be really fun if you had, like, the space for a home theater to make the walls in there bad to black. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, that's probably a real thing. That's not even a joke. I'm sure somebody's done that. You would want, like, chalk paint so there's no <clears throat> light reflection at all, which would make it very dusty, I would think. But if you watched only westerns in there, it would add to the atmosphere. Yeah, you'd have to uh, add yeah. some tumbleweeds. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a guy like whis- whistling or hollering. Maybe add a boat prop or two. Yep, a dowsing rod. <laughs> I feel like if you're the kind of person who has a house with a home theater, you also have like servants that could set up your your studio to be whatever, like, theme of the movie that week is. Wow, Matt, you are vastly, vastly overestimating how much money someone needs to have a home theater. Yeah, all you need is a basement, yeah. some Vanta black paint, and a couch, I think. A finished basement and, like, a $700 projector, and you're there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you buy... If you have a house that has a room in it that you can dedicate to just a thing you do once a week, mm-hmm. that means you're rich, right? No, it means you're upper middle class. That's like, I I knew a lot of people in high school and college where, like, their family's home had, a, a, like, a fun room. The basement was the fun room where there was... See, now a fun room I can get on board with, especially if it's got, like, <clears throat> clown theming. Oh no! This is a yeah. scary, scary fun like room. A, like a fun house, but only one room. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be fun to me if it was a clown-themed room. Mm. It's really hard so. to get to the movie theater. You have to walk through that spinning barrel uh, hallway. <laughs> you enter the hall of mirrors before before you get there. You're late for the movie. It's in your own home, but it does have a strict start time. <laughs> Who started it? Uh, your servants. Oh, yes, mm, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You already mentioned how to choose a drill, but I just want to say, if I had to choose a drill, I think it would be that one where he talks about walking backwards into hell. That is very good. Nice. Although I do like flipping over the barbecue and turning the 4th of July into the 4th of shit. Yeah. Yeah. The one that I think comes into my mind most often, if I'm being honest, is the one where he says, where it's like, uh, good things are just as good as bad things <laughs> yes you fool you idiot yeah yeah, yeah. i like uh, i'm not owned i'm not owned as i shrink and turn into a corn cob <laughs> yes or me turning up the racism knob and looking over my shoulder <laughs> and seeing people still clapping <clears throat> oh man i like the one about being drafted into the skeleton war yes yeah. also very good, good. <sighs> these have been drill memories yeah <laughs> Uh, come back next week for another segment of Drill Memories. <laughs> Remember when someone did an investigative report and tried to dox Drill and everyone was like, no, I refuse to learn that information. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know who it is. Yeah. It's so much better to not know. And that's the fucking thing, isn't it? It's never going to be like, wow, it turns out it was President Biden the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's going to be some schlubby guy, of course, because this is his method to success. I think that, uh, I always think of that scene from Justice League Unlimited where, um, Lex Luthor swaps bodies with the Flash and he's like, I'm finally going to learn the Flash's secret identity. Mm. And then he takes off his mask and says, I have no idea who this is. Yeah. Yeah. The Flash is just some guy. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to be like, did you know that Drill is actually Jason Balderson? Jason Bateman. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I'm going to be like, I don't know who that is. I don't care. I'm like, all you've told me is that Drill was a person, and I already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's some guy? Great. I figured. <laughs> How to choose a diode. Is this like a light-emitting diode, an LED? What 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 is a diode? Well, it depends on what you need yeah, your diode to do. you need your do. diode to emit <laughs> light? To emit light, because then you need a light-emitting diode. I only want that. What do the other ones do? I don't like it. I mean, diodes are just anything where you, like, put electricity in it and it like converts it into a different thing like a sound Ugh. or a light Ugh, i hate it yeah <laughs> it is a two terminal electronic component aha uh-huh, is a doorbell a diode it probably yeah, has well, diodes more than in two it terminals in a doorbell i think well Damn it. it probably well, has diodes in it yeah well i know it definitely has a light emitting diode if it's the kind where when you push the button it lights up a little bit are these related to made after 2015 or whatever <laughs> No. Are these related to Arduinos? Because I do like to see people talk about those online. Arduinos are just microcontrollers. You, I, right. I, I often use my microcontroller to control light-emitting diodes. Yes. Unrelated. Yeah. There, okay. there are lots of kinds of diodes. Any of those little like tube-shaped things in in the middle of vacuum like a tubes. wire on a. Some of them and are television. vacuum tubes for sure. Yay! Anything where it's like a little bulge in a wire that's supposed to be there on a circuit board is a diode. Yeah. Pretty good. It's fun when you make your own circuit boards and the diodes are like standing way high up off of the circuit board and you're like, this looks like shit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's because real circuit boards, they just like print them onto the board instead of having to manually solder them together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have you considered that maybe you're just bad at it? Ooh. I mean, that's also true, yeah, but... That's probably... But then they look like a cool little city in miniature, and I love that. City I mean, that's miniature. when they're made well, but if if you see a homemade circuit board, they always look it, like it, like you just taped a bunch of things together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LEDs are cool. They yeah. are cool. I love to it's, use them. It's wild that they are just in every way better than light bulbs. Yeah. yeah. They don't get hot. They're super bright. They can be extremely small. It's incredible. They don't burn out. They are effi- like way more efficient mm-hmm. than a than a filament. It's just the it has taken until recent times for them to figure out how to make them bright enough. But like mm. the technology has been around for almost a hundred years. Yep, I love the, it. The fact that they like are now brighter than light bulbs, cheaper to make, and better in every way is. It's like, especially because it wasn't that long ago that they came out with those high efficiency light bulbs that could last for, you know, 10 years or whatever. And they were like little halogen tubes. Uh And then immediately that technology got eclipsed by LED bulbs. I will say I don't buy LED bulbs, though, because I don't like the light, the quality of light they produce. I think it looks ugly and terrible. So they're not better in that way. You can get them to. You can get them producing any kind of light you want. Yeah. Well, they say that, but I haven't seen any that look nice. I got some full spectrum um, uh, LED bulbs oh, for that our stuff front will hallway. Get you real high. Okay. Yeah, it gets <laughs> you so high to look at it. But also, it's good because we don't have a window in our front hallway, so the house plants there get the 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 light they need to live. Oh, that's pretty good. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. fun. Yeah, there are like it, you can get a set of two of these for like thirteen bucks or whatever, and it's great for the rooms that don't get a lot of sunlight if you want to have house plants. So this is a tip from me to you. And then you can grow weed wherever you want. Yeah. Well, not wherever you want. But... 
Yeah, not at the police station, probably. You'd get into mm-hmm. a lot of trouble. Yeah, the cops grow their weed at the police station. <laughs> oh, yeah. the cops are not good at anything enough to grow weed. Uh, did you know that OLED, the O stands for organic? I did know that because our dad is one of the people who developed OLED technology. Huh. Why? What's good about it? Can you teach it, me? Yes. it It is much more efficient because regular LEDs, you need to continually put electricity into it to get light out whereas mm-hmm. oled uses the same sort of technology that like fireflies have in them where mm. you introduce a spark of electricity and then it continues to fores for quite a while afterwards because there's a chemical reaction in the oled that uh use that produces light from just that initial spark yeah, one little spark, like Figment told us at Epcot Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. I like that. I've had to learn a little bit of LED stuff as I'm trying to put my computer back together, but the more complicated thing now is LCD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're making your own monitor <laughs> from scratch, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I have to figure out how to basically like wire up my monitor to my motherboard when they don't fully speak the same language as one oh, another. Man. At what point do you just get a new monitor? That's the issue, is that I had it was, I was getting a new screen for the laptop because I wanted one that was uh, higher definition than the one that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, like, they don't make one that's fully, fully compatible. But I think I'll figure it out. You could also just get a new motherboard. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a laptop, so that would be tough, too. Yeah, yeah. Customizing laptops beyond putting more memory in them seems like too much work to me oh yeah it's definitely absolutely been too much work and not worth doing (laughs) (laughs) and finally how to choose a dermatologist is that a good one to end on yes sure google which ones are in your network there's going to be one if you're lucky and you go there Mm -hmm. um go to uh one of those pimple popping youtube channels yes and watch them until you start to feel really nauseous and then (laughs) shouldn't be too hard yeah, it should take you maybe one or two, and then... Oh my god, whatever... that many? <laughs> yeah, the... there's kind of a gross fascination to those. Do you guys not like those? And no. I do, but they're disgusting. They are disgusting. <laughs> I see the preview images on, like, I think Snapchat is the place that tries to get oh, me no. to watch those. And the, even the preview image, I'm like, why are you showing me this? This sucks. Uh, this yeah. is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm glad that... Dermatology feels like a very boring and gross uh, job to have, yeah. and so I appreciate that dermatologists are having their moment of uh, recognition by the cultural zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. True. Mm, I don't want to. I never want to be recognized by the time ghost. Although I think <laughs> yes. Although I think that, that's what happened um, to the Flash in that one episode, and he almost got killed. It's true. We've mentioned the Flash so all many times in this all episode. All his tattoos faded off of him because exactly. of the time goes. Oh, he undid the timeline where he got all the tattoos. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that emo hair. <laughs> he's so he's so fast, so he was able to get all the entire sheet of Flash tattoos. Oh, yep. very good. I, that is the third time we've talked about the Flash yeah. in this episode. That's so bizarre. I, I even tried to get us talking about Batman, and you guys said no. I, yeah, I, we talk about Batman every time. Well, I That's talked true. about Batman a little bit in that same segment. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. 
And please tell a friend about the show so we can continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. Uh, I got a very nice message from one of our listeners this past week who wanted to uh, ask me about my thoughts on uh, Triangle Strategy versus Diofield Chronicle in more depth. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about those a, lo- a couple weeks ago, so that was nice. So, like, yeah, we are we, our audience is small enough, and we we are dedicated to them enough that you can just message us directly, and we will answer you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um, I've had that. I I sometimes describe my level of uh podcast fame as being so low that I can just become friends with most of the listeners. <laughs> yeah, so uh, low we can't hear you. Mm-hmm. Huh? Bazinga. So low that he flies the Millennium Falcon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so low that you can fill him with beer and serve him at a frat party. Is that anything? Oh yeah, solo cups. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is that better? Is it better or worse than the Han Solo thing? Is this like an eye doctor thing? <laughs> yes. Better or worse? Mm-hmm. Why do I know about that? I don't wear glasses. You've never been to a doctor. I, I haven't gone to the eye doctor maybe ever. <laughs> Wait, that can't be good. <laughs> I mean, they used to do eye tests in school. And then Jeff turns and looks at the, ca- the in a mirror, and his eyeballs melt out of his face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I chose poorly. <laughs> I was thinking of that scene from Poltergeist. Is that the one where the guy looks at the mirror and his whole head melts off? <laughs> I don't probably. That. that was one of those movies that was rated PG and probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's in Poltergeist. Oh, that's a great scene. God, anyway, the- has anyone said where they are to be found online? No. I did. Oh, uh, you can find me at weaponizedlanguage.com. Okay, and you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. And I also have another podcast, which is just a little quick, around half an hour one, where I talk about food with a friend. So if you like that, you can look for No Substitutions, please. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, do not forget that if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. Uh, I don't know if other people are going to be into it. I'm the best around. felt very rambly.